Let's go. Episode four of the Winning Program podcast. I'm Domino Arth featuring EJ. We're both go. we're both back after watching the uh, finals game one yesterday. The Suns took the W, one eighteen one oh five. Giannis came back. <sighs> he had a good game, respectively. Twenty Very points, early. twenty points, seventeen boards. But um, CP three, thirty two, four nine. What do you think about that stat line, EJ? It was incredible. Um... He got the switches and the matchups he wanted, and he went straight at them. You know, scored points and does And last night he did what he's done his whole career: find open teammates, elevate the offense, and create assists. Yeah, becoming a good team leader. You know, especially for the younger guys like Da, who uh, Da said he um, helped him this season and Booker too. Forgot. I think they really helped both those players this season. Help him get better. Help him have better seasons. A lot. Definitely, man. Like the Suns are, Suns are good. You know, obviously we always can sit here and talk about oh they profited off injuries, but at the end of the day, they won four games in each of their series to put them in the position to be in the NBA Finals. Yeah. And now they've taken the first game, so you got to congratulate them. Yeah, even with the injuries, I, th- I still think that good. Um, they had good competition against you know the Clippers. You know, Paul George, he, he still he still is balling out. In games, he had like forty points, thirteen boards. So those are really good games. Yeah, yeah definitely. That one um, was easy. Yeah, but um, going back to game one, um, obviously as we said, the Suns took the W in Phoenix. They got the first game on their home court. In the so winning city. Try and do that. Yep, and they're gonna try and do that again tomorrow for game two. But um, I saw promising signs from the Bucks, you know, earlier in the game with the switches on the pick and rolls. Um, while people will sit here and say Brook Lopez shouldn't be guarding Booker and Chris Paul 1v1. Yes, he really shouldn't. But in the minutes that he had to, he wasn't terrible. But the person that was terrible, Bobby Portis. <laughs> he, did not look like an M- he did not look like an NBA player in that third quarter. Chris Paul went at him three or four times in a row. And after the first two times, it was obvious what Chris Paul was going to continue to do. And I was really surprised Coach Bud didn't call a timeout. Yeah, I don't um, think he was I looking. Think that's, that's that's when the game slipped away in that third quarter. Because going into the fourth down 16 points, they switched it up into that five-out offensive system with Giannis at the five, bringing Bryn Forbes on, Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Very good spacing, very good switchability on defense, except for Forbes, who's bad at defense, but a great shooter. Yeah. Um, and that obviously sparked like them to outscore the Suns by nine points for a short period of time and kind of get closer back into the game. But mm-hmm. by then, it was too late, you know. But obviously, promising signs for games to come. Yeah, I saw Bucks had the fourth quarter runs, like 7-0 runs. They, they definitely could have won that game because of uh, Bryn Forbes shooting. Off the bench. I, yeah, I saw him knock down a couple. I would love for Bryn Forbes to play a lot more in the next game, but, you know, um, he's okay. a defensive liability. So even every time that he was going, he hit two threes in that fourth quarter. Every time he went down the court and hit a three, the very next play, Chris Paul would simply just call for a screen on the guy Forbes was guarding. And switch, since the Bucks were switching everything, yeah. he would have 
Brent Forbes guarding, I'm guarding Devin Booker or Chris Paul in isolation, and that's easy work because Forbes is a bad, bad defender. Yeah, easy work for Book and Paul. Yeah, I saw yeah, Paul like, make those, yeah, what are you saying? No, they just make those mid-range jumpers. Yeah, especially Chris Paul. I saw Cam Johnson knock one down. Yep, that one prompted a timeout, I remember. It was in transition. Yeah, I think that sealed the deal right there for the Suns. Yeah, definitely. For me, I thought the third quarter sealed it, but in the fourth quarter, Milwaukee made some promising signs, obviously. Um, the Bucks will definitely... Well, right now, they're definitely missing Dante DiVincenzo. Great three-point shooter, great defender. Obviously, he had that injury that left him in a boot. Oh, yeah. Um, was was that in the, the first, first series? Round? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think he... it was in the first round. Yeah, and he's been injured ever since. Really big part of the Bucks' defense and a, a good shooter, so he will be missed. Um, yeah, he was but, also um, starting, so. Yeah. Um, but the Bucks are really going to have to look at rotations for this next game because you can't be having Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez playing extended minutes if you want to switch on pick and rolls and I like switching on pick and rolls I actually have no problem with it but yeah they got to stop the Suns offense it's that simple yeah because the Bucks offense was sorry but yeah the Bucks offense was fine yesterday you know except for Drew Holiday yeah, Drew Holiday was off. <laughs> he had nine. He had nine assists though, seven rebounds, but he had ten points, four of fourteen on field goals. Oh, of four from three. What are you yeah. doing, bro? If he made all four of those, that would have been one point game. Just think about that. I mean, yeah, definitely. Obviously, momentum switches, stuff like that. It could definitely have changed the game, and it's balanced, you know, because um, they normally always say that if you have two star players play two of your big three play very well the third one can play average and you should still be able to win the game but when this but when the sun's big three combines for 81 of their what 118 points yeah and your big three doesn't fire on all cylinders you're obviously gonna lose and the sun's big three they all scored 20 plus so that right there was big yep it was incredible you know um Going back to the box score, right? Um, let's look at the plus minuses for some of the Bucks players. So let's take um, a look. On plus minuses, um, Brook Lopez was a minus seventeen in the twenty-three minutes he played. Drew Holiday was a negative sixteen on the forty minutes he played. Forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bobby Portis, he only played 14 minutes, yet his plus-minus was a minus 10. It just goes to show how bad he was, especially in that third quarter. Yeah, especially I'm getting cooked by CP. Getting cooked. The Bucks I, ran um, a nine-man rotation. Yeah, go on. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I still think Bryn Forbes should, like, he should play more minutes. I honestly think... One of the guards or Middleton should be on CP or Book, like someone just a little faster, you know. 
Yeah, um, but then when you're constantly built, the Suns' offense is so centered around the pick and roll that, um, and now the Bucks are switching, so you're not going to ask your players to stay attached over screens or every everything else just becomes useless, you know. So um, there are going to be a lot of mismatches, I think, That's if they continue it. to switch. Um, but as I said yesterday during the game, I think Coach Bud needs to put on a highly switchable lineup. Possibly containing the Nasus onto the Kumpo as well. Um, Give him some minutes. And yeah, and then just switch a lot and bet on your players to play well and try to seal DeAndre Ayton. I don't know if you want to front him in the post, stop him from getting the ball, but potentially give up offensive rebound chances or just give him the post play and hope that he misses. I don't know. We'll have to see. He was good in the paint. I saw a few layups, dunks he made, jump hooks as well. Yep. Oh yeah, that jump hook he's too. Pretty, yeah, he's pretty inconsistent with those jump hooks though. There are a lot of easy ones that he misses. So um, we'll see if the Bucks look to force him to shoot a lot of those tomorrow. I think they they probably would. Depends. Yeah, but um. Looking at the Bucks offense, what did you see from that? Because I mean, it didn't look terrible to me. That's the Bucks offense. So, um, yeah, it didn't. They still shot pretty good from three point. I think they're above forty percent from field goal. They're above forty percent. And yeah, Giannis wasn't. Saw a good game off injury. Twenty points, seventeen boards, six of eleven on field goal. Middle One of that, two from three. Yeah. I mean, he missed five free throws, but I mean, they still would have lost. So, I think he had, he had an overall good game. And yeah, Middleton, twenty nine points. I saw I saw him knock down a few threes. And Drew Holiday, you know, just off on shooting, but you know, his dimes, nine dimes, seven boards. So yeah, if he could have probably had like twenty points, they would have definitely won the game. And as bad as Brooke Lopez is said to be defensively on these switches, he was good offensively, 17 points. You know, he had three threes with, um, in the first quarter. The Bucks mm-hmm. were really pushing the pace. They got a lot of easy Brooke Lopez layups because they were after scores or defensive rebounds. They would just throw the ball up. Lopez ran the court and was 1v1 in the paint. And being seven feet tall, he knows how to finish around the rim. So... Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that's someone oh. Phoenix can't leave open. No matter, it doesn't matter if he's a big. He can still, he can still knock down those threes. Yep. Um. Yeah, because um, when I watched this game, um, obviously we all remember the wall that Toronto used in 2019 versus Giannis and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Before they set up that wall, they were down 0-2 to the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. After yeah. they set up that wall, they reverse swept them and won the game in six game. Won the series in six games, winning 4-2. Um, they built that wall kind of like a 2-3 zone, um, leaving shooters open and just clogging the paint, making sure Giannis saw a lot of bodies in front of him, trying to get to the rim. And they did that again yesterday. Um, but again, the Bucks were able to shoot the ball. The three ball surprisingly well yesterday at around was it forty four percent? Yeah, yeah, I think it was forty four. Man, that's so much better than they've done all playoffs. Like all playoffs, it's like thirty percent, thirty one percent. I want to yeah. say, 
um, and then last night 44. So that's definitely um, that's definitely um, encouraging. And then Promising. once the the bucks, yeah, and then once the bucks are hitting those threes, you know, um, the sun started going a little more man to man. Um, the help the help defense on Giannis was a little less emphasized and. We saw Giannis 1v1 versus Jay Crowder. Crowder couldn't stop him. Mikhail Bridges couldn't stop him. And you put Aiden on him. Giannis, we all said that Aiden isn't fast enough, but he's strong enough. He's neither of those. Giannis moved Aiden out of the way so easily on that one dunk in the second quarter. So, um. Yeah, right. So, um, if the Bucks continue this shooting and Giannis can get 1v1, I think they'll have a lot of offensive success, especially if um, Middleton keeps on hitting tough shots and Drew Holiday can hit back his stride. Yeah, Middleton hit tough shots yesterday. Well, yeah, if it's a 1v1 for Giannis against, you know, any Suns players, it's going to be easy for him. He's he's basically bigger than any Suns player. I mean, Aiden, I mean, they're kind of near the same weight, but I think, I think Giannis is bigger. Giannis is just too strong, yeah. too mobile. Yeah, too, he's yeah faster and age stronger. So that's yeah. where the that's where the one v ones could kill the Suns, especially with like an MVP Giannis. Yeah, I mean, I always said that um, the series was going to be rather interesting, but it always comes down to ups and downs. You know, um, last night every Suns player played well except for. Um, Jay Crowder. Yeah, Crowder and, at one um, point. But he's not, and while he is a big part of the, while he is a part of the Suns, he's not a big part of their offense, right? Um, yeah, yeah. he's Paul more defense. Fire, mm-hmm. Chris Paul was firing on all cylinders, Devin Booker, um, DeAndre Ayton, they all played really well, except Booker's like one of seven shooting from three. Other than that, excuse me, they were all great. Um, and then for the Bucks, everyone played pretty well um pj tucker and brooke lopez missed so many tap-ins and then um drew holiday as we all know played terribly but you can't expect the suns to make every single difficult shot right that they were making Mm. so what i think is that the bucks game plan wasn't terrible and if they can get their offense firing on all cylinders they will win a couple games just because the suns are not going to be um, on fire every single night and then with adjustments I could easily make this into a scenario where the Bucks have figured out the Suns offense possibly and then they go on the other side and they score so um, it's still anyone's series you know obviously you don't want to be down 1-0 but it's not as bad as a possibility of going down 2-0 so we'll see if they go down 2-0 yeah it's definitely a big momentum switch Oh, that would be terrible. Well, I'm, the game two is back in Phoenix. Yep. Um, for um, Phoenix, their goal will be to close out on a home court, win both games, and then go in Milwaukee and try to take one of those two games, you know, and then come back to Phoenix with a 3-1 lead at the least, you know. That's what they're going to really hope for. And then um, win, try winning Phoenix, yeah. Yep, for game five. But for the Bucks. Their goal is to come out, steal one in Phoenix, make it 1-1, go back to Milwaukee, take both games on home court, and then come back to Phoenix up 3-1. So everyone wants to come into game five up 3-1 um, because that's the most realistic thing. I, 
do not think we're going to see a sweep if any. So, oh, yeah. Um, I don't. The sweep's too much. Happen, it's but, too much. Yeah. So this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun, you know. I, can't I was wait. shocked it happened with the but, Nuggets. Like when the Nuggets yeah. went down 4-0. But then they didn't have their second best player, Jamal Murray, who yeah. would have really caused the Suns' problems on offense. Because we saw Jokic with like 34, 20, and 10. And then you <sighs> add that with like a Jamal Murray who was scoring on all cylinders last playoffs. Um, that really causes problems, you know? Yeah, you had a 50-point game, right? Yeah. A couple of them versus Utah. Yeah, I think when Jamal Murray gets back, that'll be good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, the Suns played well. Credits, um, credit yeah. to Monty Williams with the defense. He took some pages out of Nick Nurse's book from 2019 with the wall defense. Um, it looked like a wall at some times. Other times it looked like a 2-3 zone. Um, I was trying to understand it, but can't wait yeah. to see how this series goes, you know, man. I mean, I'm still going to stay strong, Bucks in six. Coach Budenholzer is not a good adjuster, but he made good adjustments coming into this series, and I hope that he can continue to make game-by-game adjustments and in-game adjustments. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Monty will still use the wall the wall defensive method on Giannis because, it, again, it worked last game. And if it doesn't work mm-hmm. the next game, I'm, I'm sure Monty will switch up. Yeah, but um, the problem with that wall is that the Bucks are a better shooting team. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know. And if they start killing you from yeah. out, killing the Suns from outside, and then he has to go one v one, then that leaves Giannis with all the space to dominate. You know, so it's really like, do you want Giannis to beat you, or do you want Middleton, Drew, and the shooters to beat you? And I think they're going to say we want Middleton, Drew, and the shooters to beat us. So they're going to stick with this zone and wall for the whole series. Yeah. I mean, if they like, if the Suns do like heavily defend Giannis, and yeah, it'll definitely leave one of the shooters open to probably just bank a shot. So that's where it could get real for the Suns. It can get competitive. So, yeah, still a long Dude, series. You should have seen me yesterday, bro. Every time Chris Paul got a switch onto Bobby Portis in that third quarter, yeah, that's I was easy. Shaking my head. I was shaking my head. I'm like, what are you doing, Milwaukee? Like, they have to have some sort of cues to know when to go over screens, when to hard hedge, when to soft hedge, when to go under, when to switch. Yeah. But just switching, switching, switching. And while I was happy with that at the beginning, it always depends on the players that you have on the court. Because you can't switch seven foot tall Brooke Lopez on the Devin Booker every single time. That's yeah. not how it works. You know? So, man. Or like or like a six ten Bobby it. Portis on six foot Chris Paul. So, oh yeah, Bobby Portis with no lateral mobility at all. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's where. Uh, yeah, that's where CP. That's that's where that's where he got and, good chunk. Man, that Suns, that's the Suns team is um, constructed so well because you know you start um, CP Booker, Bridges, Crowder, Aiton. Yeah, you can have bo- so most teams play with t- one or two designated shooters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, so you look at the Lakers. At times, they'll have Markeith Morris on the court, and um, KCP. KCP's a shooter, and Markeith Morris is a shooter. So you can literally have Booker on Morris because he's not going to isolate isolate him, and then you can have CP on KCP because Crowder and Bridges can guard anyone from the one position to the four position, mm. which means they can guard almost all the star players in the league. And then you have DeAndre Ayton, who just takes the center, and it's incredible how good the Suns are. And so. he's in the paint, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 2018 draft class, something else. There's a lot of good players from there. Man, Ayton, Trey Young, Luka Legend, um, De'Aaron Fox, right? Was it Darren Fox? No. I think it was the last one. There was Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. There was. Oh, Michael Porter Jr. Was there. Marvin Bagley. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he, still has he's promise. Flopped. He's flopped. You think he still has promise? Yeah. Um, Possibly. May, might have to leave Sacramento. I don't know. But then we always got Mo Bamba. He needs to start, I think. For I the Magic. Balling. Okay, let me talk. <laughs> Dude, he has to start Man, for the Magic. Play. He need, I think he needs his opportunity. Yeah, he, you know, he put on like twenty pounds of muscle. Yeah. Like he's he's huge now. I hope he does well. And since the Magic traded Vucevic, um, this season that leaves no space. Um, I think, yeah, that leaves the space for Mobile, but I think they're going to give him one more season to show promise. And if he does, they'll move on with them. Yeah, but the Magic also have it's Wendell kind of, Carter, so kind of makes it hard for him to get minutes. Uh, he's not even doing that much. I know. But hopefully yeah. they'll start Mobamba. That'll be hype. Yeah. So, um, I as I said, I'm still confident. I still have Bucks and Six. I believe I mean, that yeah. they have the talent. I, I'm taking Suns and I'm taking Suns and Six. I think it's too All much right. of a stretch. I think it's too much of a stretch to say like five or four because can't count out Giannis in the box. They're still a talented team. They almost. And you really think? Game. And you really think you'll continue this difficult shot making? The Suns. Yeah. The I think I'll definitely continue like. Not all of like the difficult shots, but they'll they'll still keep a few. I think they'll because... still have a few. Because if we go back to in the Western Conference Finals, games three, four, and even five, the Suns couldn't make sh- like you guys. The Suns couldn't make the shots that they were making to save their life. At least Booker and CP, right? In those mm-hmm. three games, they were really struggling. And in those three games, Clippers took two of them, and should have taken three of them, but they choked that one low-scoring game. Um, oh yeah. So I don't know, but who's to say that may not happen again? Obviously, basketball is a game, a game of ifs and just preparing for each possible scenario. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I give the Bucks the benefit of the doubt that that'll happen and they'll be able to capitalize on it. So we'll see. But the Suns are good. The series is so fun to watch. Yeah, both teams. No are. matter how frustrating, no matter how frustrating it might be. You know. So would it make you mad if Phoenix were to win the finals? I mean, no, I won't be mad because um, they've already put themselves in that position. I would just be disappointed for Milwaukee because... For Giannis. This this is where Milwaukee wants to be. This is where they've built to be. This is where they're paying the big money, the luxury tax money to be. 
you know, if you're an owner and you're going into your pockets, and mind you, Milwaukee is a small market team. They are not a big market team. They don't bring in the money that an L.A. or um, New York does. They're a small market team. You're going into your pockets to pay the luxury tax, paying Giannis the super max, Chris Middleton's on the max, Drew Holiday's on like a near max. Mm-hmm. You have to win this championship, you know? You're paying all this money. You have to win this championship. Coach Budenholzer may be a great regular season coach, but regular season doesn't translate to postseason wins, you know, um, and postseason adjustments. So, got to be better. You think the um, Bucks will be the favorites from the East or Nets next year? Next year, um, it's going to be the Nets. Healthy, no one's stopping that team, you know. The Bucks couldn't even stop Kevin Durant and the Bucks could barely stop. No, like literally, the Bucks were a seventeen, a size seventeen shoe away from going home. You know, Dude, I Kevin think... Durant and 50 percent of James Harden. I honestly think like both these teams. I think they're like a gift opportunity. Cause oh, definitely. Because the Lakers, you know, they're not they weren't fully healthy. I'm not saying the Suns couldn't have won, but just a healthy Lakers team. You know, no, 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 no. Okay, no, no, they're not winning. I'm sorry, they're not winning. If LeBron James is healthy, Anthony Davis plays all six of those games instead of three. Still can't like guarantee it. Quarter, I'm 100% going Lakers. Like, I would put money on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand. Nuggets, though, um, that would be a very interesting series because Jamal Murray does score, but he doesn't bring anything defensively, really. So that would be odd. But healthy Clippers. I still think Phoenix yeah, will close that think... out. I don't think I think the only one that Phoenix would have won was Denver. They weren't going to be either of LA teams. But then again, Milwaukee mm-hmm. was not going to be a healthy Nets team. And then um arguably possibly heat. Possibly if people had the heat beating the Bucks. Uh I did, but um Miami oh, sucked. Okay. Miami sucked. Especially in the playoffs. Seven. Like... Yeah. I think they'll be they'll come back. But uh, they need uh, they need Aladipo to play. I don't even know if they can get rid of him. Though. Is he even gonna stay? I don't know. I mean, yeah, they should keep him. You know, um, if Kawhi opts into his player option, uh, I mean, there's some rumors that he may opt in. There are rumors that he'll opt out and try to get a longer term contract, or maybe he goes into free agency. But you know, there's still that small possibility that Kawhi could walk to Dallas. Or Miami, or you know, DeRozan to Miami, even though that doesn't make sense because of shooting. Yeah. Kawhi to the Mavs. Imagine Kawhi and Luca, and then maybe in that case you could actually keep Porzingis then. Oh yeah. Well, I think oh, I'm pretty sure Kawhi would stay. Because last yeah. year wasn't he wasn't you know obviously healthy for the entire playoffs. He was out the entire Western Conference Finals. Half of the, well, not even half the Jazzers. So, yeah, I think he'll stay. I think he's, yeah, I think he stays because when he left Toronto, not Toronto, um, when he got traded from San Antonio, remember, um, he wanted mm-hmm. to go to LA. He went to Toronto. He literally won that country, its whole first ever championship, became a country hero, like Amazing. an icon. He's going to become one of the most loved people in Toronto. And he wanted to go to L.A. so badly that he gave up becoming a Canada hero for life. 
just so he could go to LA. Like, if, if that doesn't mean that he loves LA, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. Because literally, he could have four mediocre seasons after that in Toronto. Like, they could be like a second round exit every year. But just because of what he did in 2019, he would always be a hometown hero. Not a hometown, a country hero. But he wanted LA that badly. So, yeah, he's not leaving. Dude, I, I think it would have been, I don't know, I think it would have been more hype if he went to the Lake Show. Man, imagine. He just didn't want to be a second starter to LeBron. Oh. That would have, have been better. Not a lot. Better super team than the Nets right there, or arguably. I think it would be a better super team than the Nets because um, better defense, you know. Um, almost the same scoring punch, but better defense. Especially with Kyrie and Harden. Not the best on defense. Yeah. Harden, for some reason, is a great interior defender, though. It's so weird. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. But um, wasn't Irving out in the uh, Eastern? Wait, no. He was out in the semifinals, right? Eastern Conference. Yeah. Yeah, he was out. Because he twisted that ankle in, like, almost a game three, game four. Yeah. So Harden had the stuff out there. Fifty percent James Harden. He only had one hamstring. Couldn't hit step back threes at all. Yeah, and he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least he played. Inj- but they'll come back next season. Yeah, injuries are part of the game. So, um, yeah, still, hopefully, no more injuries. Um, we also can condolences to Dario Saric towards ACL last night. That was big. So do you think do you think Bucks and six for sure now? Yeah, because Dario Saric, the goat, is out. Now the Suns have to play Frank Kaminsky off the bench. Yeah, no more Saric. Yeah, this is a Bucks series, you know. Just end it, Bucks and five at this point. No, I'm joking. Do Do you think um Do you think Kaminsky will uh will take over as that bench bench player? Um, I haven't seen Kaminsky play in yeah. so long, you know. Um. I know he's still a good shooter like Saric. Um, I don't know how his defense is, but, uh, you know, Aiton's still going to get the majority of the minutes, so that's not too big of a worry. And then when the Suns went, I mean, when the Bucks went small last night, the Suns went small as well and had Tory Craig at center. So, um, yeah, the Suns definitely small. have an. Yeah, that was definitely small. So, um, excited for this game, you know. Um, gonna wrap up the podcast like that um episode four I don't know it's, been inspirational. it's been inspirational, inspirational. for episode four like Giannis coming back from that injury so quickly wow yeah and still better did you watch yeah. his press conference did you uh, listen to it i didn't listen to it i didn't get to i went to sleep mm, the dude he sounds like a naturally born leader you know um really humble great player i wish him all the best of luck except yeah, for definitely. when he plays against lebron james <laughs> dude the two-time mvp yeah one-time defensive play of the year right has he i'm pretty sure is he I'd... maybe mm-hmm. yeah yeah he does have a deep boy but all right, with that, we're going to end episode four of the Winning Program podcast. Thank you to Dominic. Yeah, thanks to the boss. We'll be back. Subs at four. Two. 
Suns is four. Bucks and Bucks are winning. Bucks are winning. I don't care how many. Games Wait, could we get our uh, game predictions for game two? Milwaukee's taking it. They have to. Could you they give, don't. This could you give us a score? Over. I I can't give you a score. I don't know how they're gonna shoot. Um, last time I gave a score, the Clippers went in and they defended. The Suns missed every shot, so um, I can't give you a score. Bro, I, think I think the Bucks will win. No, understandable. I, I think it's a Valley victory. The huh. fans, do the uh, fans? Uh, have you seen that crowd? The fans are. Man, those fans are so annoying. They leave <laughs> me alone. Yeah, well, I think that's really helped them in the playoff run. Yeah, definitely. You need the you need the fan support, sir. All right. Thank you, everyone, good. for listening to episode four. It's been fun. We'll and be we'll back. We'll be back yes, with another one. See you guys. Take care. Have a great day.